<laughs> if you guys didn't know, Got him. this is actually how we start almost every podcast. Keep it going. Ben We're just rolling. jumps in over my introduction. But today I'll leave it. Yes. Most of the time we he usually it stops it. I and usually then we stop record. It. And I'm like, are you done? There's and, some, then, and then there's some days where I fake it. And then I just to try to get him to break. And he usually doesn't, but there's been a few times. So welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or evening to whoever's listening. My name is Brendan and I'm here with Ben. Hi. And then Jaina. Hello. So it's the usual staff and we've got another topic for you on this week's Oasis, Oasis podcast. So we'll be doing self-love slash self-care. It's kind of like this mixed bag of whatever we're going to talk about today. And we're combining a couple of topics and we're going to dive into why. But before we get there, I have a question. And for the, for the people in the room and the people listening, I, I would hope you guys answer our, our questions along with us. <laughs> yeah. Or the explorer style. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Leave a silence. The, uh, uh, <laughs> That's it, a great idea. <laughs> what's your best feature? Oh, easy. Number one, spiritually, uh, the joy I have in Jesus. Mm, Two, yes. emotionally, <laughs> probably my optimistic outlook on everything that happens in life. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, it's guy got to go with the cedars. The cedars. Yeah. <laughs> Explain to the people what the cedars. So, stop. Actually, <laughs> I'll do it. Listen, we have this inside joke, and it's not inside anymore. You're, because you're it's becoming in, you're more, in, more and more people are, are involved. <clears throat> but I, for some reason, now the cedars of Lebanon refers to this, like the reality of foundation of that God is strong in the Old Testament. And I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, but I had like thought that Solomon in the book Song of Songs talked about himself and that he had these, or like the female that he was courting and then they were obviously married, that she had mentioned something about his cedars of Lebanon being his legs. <laughs> and I've always had like thick legs, so I just refer to, refer to my legs as the cedars of Lebanon. So nice. you're welcome. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's great. Jaina, follow that up. Oh my goodness. How do you go after that chaos? <laughs> Legitimately, I really love having curly hair. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's really inconvenient. Sometimes I have to plan my week around when I'm going to wash it and style it. But <laughs> I like having curly hair. It's fun. I like that. Man, I've been thinking about this one for a couple weeks. Just every day. <laughs> a couple God. times a day. Oh, man. Just go to God in prayer. Just trying to figure out what my best <laughs> attribute is. No, I'm playing. Uh, I'd probably say my head hair. That's fair. You have a good would, head. You have a good... Which would include my head and my your, hair and, your beard. and my beard. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. You know, because the combo of the two, I think, is, yeah, it's just, it, I think I do pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is, I will be bald one day. I can I, I can feel it inside of me. Just I'm not you're really speaking sh- it out into the world. I'm not really, I, I'm pretty open about doing? it because I'm trying to prepare people. So when I am 29, and balding, that's, please God, let that be 29, at least or later, you know, if whatever he's willing, I'm, I'm game <laughs> for, but yeah, I, I will one day lose my hair. In our 11 years of marriage, I've asked Abby multiple times, maybe on, I could count them on both hands, so maybe less than 10, but I said just randomly, it's like, so what do you, like, what do you most like about me? And, I'll, and then also I have to say, and then I have to say physically. <laughs> and every time, and I think, and I don't know if this is true, but She'll say this, and I think it's just because one day she had to come up with an answer, and she's like, oh, I like your nose. <laughs> you just got to have a stock answer, ready to pocket it, so, ready to go. So for all, just your one thing. So for all you men and women out there who don't know what to say when someone asks you that, the nose, you can't I go like wrong. Your nose. <laughs> or your earlobes. 
something obscure. I like um, your pupils. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ooh, that gets a little weird. Please don't do that. We okay. got weird real okay. quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. we'll save it. Here it's we go. Time. We're diving in to our topic, self-love slash care today, and, and how we're going to start this is just kind of giving you a, a, a why and our heart behind choosing a topic like this. So, Ben, you want to start with that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's culturally the language that is being used a lot toward how we treat ourselves, sure. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not everywhere you go, but a lot of places you go, and even including in the church, it's what does it look like to have self-care, self-love. I mean, the most selling books ever that you can look at mm-hmm. are self-help books. Mm-hmm. So it's how do we look at ourselves, see ourselves, do we have worth, do we accept, um, do we have empathy toward ourselves? Like, what does that look like? And then how do you go about doing that? And the reason that it's so important for us is we believe and we see the differences in what the Bible says about self-care and self-love and what the culture is pointing to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because not only is it so super popular, that's been around, like you said, these books are always selling and they mm-hmm. always will continue to sell. But right now we're seeing this divide between culture, what they're saying, and what the Bible says. But we're also seeing this kind of weird overlap too, yeah. right, Jaina? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, um, I mean, there's a big movement of people who profess to be Christians who are writing, I'm not saying they're not Christians. I said that in a weird way. <laughs> but these, these Christians who are writing yes. books that are very self-helpy yes. and they're putting scripture in them and they're trying to communicate this message that we would push back and say, this maybe isn't even completely biblical. So there is this weird overlap where it can be confusing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like... You want to name drop? Uh, I mean, are we going there? I guess. I hate this so much. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, do it in a way that's important. honoring. There you go. You I think it's it. important. Way that's um, honoring. That's a good way to put it. This last couple of days, if you, like me, are old and on Twitter, <laughs> then you have seen within the Christian world um, this gal named Rachel Hollis, who has put out a few books. I think she has four total out. But the f- ones that got popular are ones that, like, girl, wash your face. Girl, is it stop apologizing? Don't yeah, apologize. And she's just gotten crushed for a little, uh, some stuff that she's done online, but she is a very successful person um, for when it comes to worldly standpoints of, I mean, she's created a multi-million dollar media company from the mm-hmm. ground up. Uh, and she has put out this idea. She's a mom, uh, adopted daughter named Noah, and she's put out books that have been successful within the church. But uh, if you really read what is within those books, Um, you'll see this idea and concept of self-love, self-care, and self-help that I would argue is against biblical message that we believe the Bible is actually Mm -hmm. trying to portray and speak through. And it's become really, really, they've become very popular even within the church, within young adult movements, a lot of time women. But what happens is, and uh, if you read some reviews of the book, they'll help people pursue certain goals and p- pursue certain things. She p- types a lot about body image. She, she writes a lot about goals and setting them. And even as a woman, like being okay with setting goals and being successful, and what does that look like? But then she does it in a way that sometimes is actually disparaging to people who pursue those means or those ways opposite of how she thinks they should be pursued. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, and as the the big goal and the big why for her is not something I would argue is biblical. And it's actually speaking encouragement, trying to speak encouragement, trying to be empowering, which we would say are two really great things in a way that is not fully scriptural and biblical, mm-hmm. but it's not just females. Yeah, and I think in that, 
that's the hard part is because that's that weird middle ground where she's claiming to be this Christian author. They're selling this book in Christian bookstores across mm. the church. Small People Bible are, studies are doing these books. They're yeah. eating it up. And the hard part is that it's not really Christian. It's not really biblical is what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And none of us have read the book, but we've had a lot of close friends who have read it or walked through I've it. Read, or, I've read... Un- I probably read a total of 20% of it. Okay. So again, that's not 100. 20%. Which is <laughs> not great. It's more than zero. Yeah, but we, we know enough about it and, and the people who have read it to talk through some of this. And to go off of that, if we're going back to this divide between culture and the Bible, one of the places I see it just so often is Instagram social media, mm-hmm. where these people are coming to celebrities and influencers to get an idea of self-help to reorient their mind and find their success or find their goals and sometimes it's not terrible you know like Mm -hmm. it's not ideas that are just overtly wrong but there are also times where it's like yo that idea you just reposted on your instagram story like is contrary to what the word is saying like i what i keep seeing is like peace can only come from yourself like the only person that can bring you peace is you and it's supposed to be the self-help self-care and it comes from like positive mindsets daily or like mm-hmm. these accounts that just post these encouraging quotes and they're going to get you to try and to live that out. You know, they think it's being helpful, but we know scripturally that's not the, tr- that's not the case. God brings us our peace. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the only way we can find it. Or like defi- redefining success yeah, according exactly. to biblical standards and not worldly standards. And in that, yeah, he said it's it's probably more prone to women, at least these ideas, labels of self-love and self-care. But there's there's totally dudes who are in this and following these people, maybe without even knowing it. But Jana, you want to hit yeah. on a little bit of maybe the, the idea behind the men and women divide on a topic like this? Yeah. Um, I'm going to generalize as I say this. Which so is you may un- not, yeah. which is hard yeah. sometimes, but That's good. generally women kind of approach life and function from this kind of mindset of uh, low self-esteem of I'm not, I can't do X, Y, or Z. Like that's kind of our default. Mm. And and men generally don't think like that yes. uh, because of our culture, because of the way society has worked. Men tend to think I can do whatever I want. I can climb the social ladder, the success ladder, whatever. Men tend to have that mindset of if I want to do it, I can do it. And women are a little bit more reserved and fight with a lot of self-esteem issues because of that. That I which think is, is fair. Which I mean, is that has because, happened because we've been silenced, yes. small, you know, X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. You want to give all been the reasons. Been told no. Been told no. Yes. Like we have to work twice as yes. hard sometimes for the yep. things that men just get on their own. Um, and so this conversation, I think, draws women in more because we want that validation, we want that encouragement, we want to be powered. But then we're easily. Mm. led astray in the emotion of it mm. or the excitement and the energy that it brings. Um, but it's not just a female problem. Like men have like, it may be labeled differently. Um, it may be talked about differently, but the problem still exists in both sexes. Yeah, totally. And where we want to go with this is we want to give you some of these cultural ideas and biblical ideas, but we want to start with the idea that this stuff is important. Like we're not bashing loving yourself we're not bashing you taking care of yourself or you finding like that you have value and you have worth or you having confidence and Mm self-esteem like none of that is bad and inherent of itself so here's some reflective questions for you to just think on as you're listening to the podcast do you love yourself is that something you can confidently respond and say yes to do you have worth 
Do you find yourself as a valuable member of society, of your family, of your circle of influence? Are you caring for yourself consistently? Do you find that you're a healthy individual? Now, in all of these, and those questions can continue to roll, are you confident when you walk in rooms? All of these different things. But as you answer those questions, even deeper than that, we hope you go to a level of, okay, why? Like, do you love yourself? We, we hope your answer is yes. If not, come talk to us, talk to some other people, get, get, a, get a good group of Christian people around you to help you process that. But go a step further and ask yourself, okay, well, why do I love myself? And there's where you start to see some of the influences you may have been fed over your your length of walking mm-hmm. with Jesus or not. So we'll start with, with culture, and this is how we'll say they kind of feed into how you should answer those questions. So I, I know Ben's itching to, to jump back in. And I promise I'm going to get ahead of myself is the issue. <laughs> um, a, a lot of time with when it comes, again, and, and some of this may be semantics, and we're going to try to define things well, but... It's how you know if this is a self-love that's been pursued from a cultural way, like from a worldly way, from a selfish, like flesh way or from a biblical way. And that is self-love when it comes to culture is selfish. Is the, is it in the action I'm making, the decisions I'm making, the choices that I'm making as I'm pursuing self-help and self-care and self-love, is that bringing me further away from Jesus? Um, So in the... (laughs) And some of it so much, guys, is just how do we define love? And we'll probably wait to do that when we get to the Bible side of it. But culturally, it's love is just such an abstract thing or such an emotional just feeling thing. And mm-hmm. so it's defined that way. And so it's not about how do I make myself better? It's how do I feel better in the moment? Yeah. How do with, I feel better about myself? About yeah. myself yeah. in that yeah. moment. And some of that. So like if we take that as a definition of love where it's how do I feel better now? How do I feel good now? Well, if that is love, then it doesn't matter how long... If, if I, and I've never done this, but we see this in culture. We see this in TV shows. We see this in movies. Like I'm, I okay. Here's an example. Boom, came, just came to my head. Um, <laughs> what's the show on Hulu that we just talked about? The weird. Dang, I'm gonna forget what the show we is. Oh, Sesame about. Street. No, stop. <laughs> yes, Big Bird was a terrible person. Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> may, the Lord, may the Lord open that that show. Oh, uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Thank you, Handmaid's Tale. What you see as you go through the movie is a man who is married, and he's been married, I don't even know how long, but all of a sudden starts up a conversational relationship, just runs into this gal, and her name is June, she's the main character of the show, Mm -hmm. in a grocery store, or in a line somewhere, and all of a sudden they just connect, but this guy's married. Well, if love is about feeling, and not about commitment, not about if it's if love is selfishly pursuing what I want to pursue to make me feel better now, what ends up happening is you see a relationship get destroyed because this guy fell in love with this other gal. And so love from a cultural worldly perspective is selfish and it draws mm-hmm. us away from Jesus. Then it's saying, okay, it's okay how I, even if I'm pursuing what I, what may is going to make me feel good now, it doesn't matter how other people get affected. Yeah. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Next. There's a Jenny, lot of examples. Jenny, you want to go worth or care? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'll go with worth. All right. You want to go? <laughs> yeah. I'll All right. Go, right, for, go it. for it. Go for it. Yeah. In our culture, and we'll probably talk about this too when we get to the biblical even more, but, but worth is something that we earn. It's through how we perform in school, how we do at our jobs, the relationships that we have, X, Y, and Z, all these things. It's something we earn. It's not inherent to who we are. I mean, you can look at even some of just the social justice issues we have of like criminalizing certain groups of people or 
the people who say, well, the homeless guy on the street doesn't deserve my handouts. Mm. They don't give worth. It's something that that person has to earn because they need to go get a job or do X, Y, and Z, and now they can have worth. So, like, it's a cultural problem that we have in general that we, like, worth has to be earned. Yeah. Um, And it causes a lot of other bigger issues. Yeah, that's tough, but that's spot on. And the next one is just, like, self-care. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's, like, the hashtag lately where it's, like, self-care Saturday. I don't think I've seen that Listen, one. Listen, Brennan, Saturday is for the boys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a trend where people are like, oh, it's self-care Saturday. And in that, I would encourage you to kind of just see what, what are some of the things they pursue on that self-care Saturday or what are the activities mm-hmm. that these that are the culture is leading us to find care for ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And overtly through it all, there's like this underlying selfish tone, sometimes not even underlying. It's just like yes. overly. And yeah. one, way, one way I see it is like moms who will declare self-care Saturday, which absolutely mothers should have a day to be whatever they want to do. But when if it's every single week where it's like, <laughs> you're going to, who cares what happens to the kids or your husband or the family, you know, where you're, it's self-care Saturday. This day is about me and I'm going to be able to do this, all these things I want and I'll be gone for this 12 hour period. And things like that where it's just like selfishly self-care can turn others away and we stop caring about the needs of others, those who are relying on us or those who aren't. Well, it's just it, it's hard to watch sometimes because it's like you don't see because you're trying to care for yourself what that's doing to others. Mm-hmm. But we've encouraged that because you got to take care of yourself. But is that yeah. right? If it means others are suffering because of it? Yeah, or the amount of times and. I'm going to call out women on this. So we say self-care and we do this thing and then we treat the people who are serving us Dang. horribly. Whoa. Like. That's super good. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. You don't need to be a horrible person in that's the process. So yeah. And so that's the idea. When it's when it's a cultural self-love pursuit, when it's that selfish, I, I no longer care about other people. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's. Dangerous. Well, because that day's for and me. Yeah. That Correct. day's for it's, me to yes. get right, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like some of your birthdays be self-care Saturdays, taking, taking advantage of other people. Mm-hmm. That's a side note. <laughs> <laughs> Going at birthdays. We already attacked all the other holidays. Why? I mean, it's, I might as well. It's like, why does everybody in your family hate when it's your birthday? Because <laughs> they have to go over and above serving. Because you're Sorry. a garbage person. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> just kidding. Kyle, Kyle, I'm just kidding. That? Cut that out. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, now we got to get to the Bible. Yeah. Let's get into the, the, the Word of God. Good. And... Uh, What's self-love biblically? I mean, strain us out here. Okay, so if culturally self-love is dependent on you and selfishness Mm -hmm. and pushing you further away from Jesus, there can be a virtuous self-love. And we would say that that's the biblical self-love that pursues allowing you to become closer to Christ. So I like to use the definition of love as being something where love is... I had it in my head. I just... Brandon, you know it. What? (laughs) Love is blind. (laughs) Love is patient. Love is kind. Oh, nice, nice. I feel like I've heard that that's, somewhere. That's First Corinthians 13 if you want to know the real definition of love. Um, but love is desiring God's best for someone. Oh. And so self-love would be the reality of love is desiring God's best for me. Yeah. So all, the, all, all of a sudden, automatically, right up front, 
you're putting self out of it because you're pursuing ultimately what God desires for you to begin yeah. with, which is God's best for you. And what's so difficult and hard about even speaking about this in the church and why even what we talked about in the beginning, why it's, it's not black and white. It's not just, well, self-love is bad or is it good? No, there is an overlap because it should be an overlap. To mm-hmm. have self-love is to say, I desire God's best for myself. Yeah. And so I look and pursue things that scripture says that I can be in community with people to pursue things that are good for me because that's what God says. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole idea. Anytime we talk about this reality where like as followers of Jesus now, empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit, we are becoming holy as Jesus is holy. We are becoming more like Jesus in character and in competency. Romans 12, he tells us to renew our mind. That is self-care. That is self-help. That is self-love because it's for our good and benefit, but it's ultimately mm-hmm. God's desire for us. And I think like when we can start with that motive and that reality, it's so good and it's so oh. beneficial. Yeah. And so there's so self-love can be great and virtuous. Mm-hmm. Jaina, all right, yeah. you took worth. Yeah. Keep it rolling. So if worth in a culture of sense is then something that we earned based on things that we do, worth, according to the Bible, is something that we are given by God because we are created as his children. We are created in his image. And so it doesn't matter what we do. It's not a workspace thing that simply by the fact that you exist, you have worth, you have value because Amen. God has given Let's it go. to you. Yeah, that's super we need good. to keep talking about that one. This this is identity, people. <laughs> yeah. How many times have we talked about identity on this podcast? We did a whole series on it a year and a half ago. Yeah. And if you can understand who God says you are, like and, and live in it and rest in it and embrace it, it's so big and so important because all of a sudden the small things in life don't don't I should say don't hurt. But they have the ability not to affect you as much. Man, we got a rainstorm happening right now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can all like hear that. Hail, it's amazing. <laughs> don't get hurt or stuck outside. But it's just, it's so good. Because all of a sudden, if I have a healthy self, self-worth, which is not ultimately self, it's a worth given to me by God when I was conceived. Psalm 139, like you created me in my mother's womb, in my inmost, like you are wonderfully and perfectly made. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that is beautiful and incredible. So all of a sudden, like, the stuff I struggle with is still I struggle with. I need to pursue holistic health, but it doesn't define me anymore. Mm-hmm. My abilities and actions, what I can or cannot do, does not define me anymore. I'm allowing the Father to define me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. John one twelve. But all who did receive him, who believed yep. in his name, being Jesus, Jesus gave Jesus. them the right to become a child of God. You have been adopted yeah. into a family, and, and worth comes from that. I mean, mm-hmm. value comes from that. Fulfillment comes from that. Identity comes from that. Love comes from that. So when you're searching for this, okay, where am, where, why do I exist? Who am I, and why do I matter? Yeah. I mean, God says you matter. He says you're part of his family. You are one of his chosen children. And then there's First yeah. Peter 2, 9, yeah. which is just like bread and butter identity verse. Oh, yeah, which just says... But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That, like, right there, like, you are chosen. You are his. You have that worth. You have that value. You're special to him. Yeah, and and to finish up with this idea, I mean, there's the whole idea of self-care. And earlier I said self-care is selfish, and it doesn't care about others when we do it in a cultural way. Mm -hmm. But when we do it in a biblical way, it's making sure that you're healthy and you're taken care of so that you can love others. Mm -hmm. I mean, Matthew 10, 39 is this idea of Jesus says, whoever whoever finds their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And he's doing this and he says this to the people following him. And for that sense, it was very, very literal. I mean, there were people who would lose their life 
serving Jesus and following him. And for us, it's not as much so, at least not here in America, but the idea of it where I'm giving my life away, like in order to find what Jesus has for me, that fulfillment, that, that passion, that care, that love, I just need to give my life away the way he's asking for me. And in that, like when you're serving others, when you're loving others, when you're pouring out, if you're making sure you're healthy and you're being poured into and you're t- spending that time with God, it should be the most fulfilling, caring moments you have. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Jesus says again in Matthew 16, 24, whoever wants to be my, my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Yeah. Look at that comparison to what culture's saying. Culture saying you need a day, you need a weekend, you need all of these things where everything is about you and who cares whatever the people think or how much it costs. Jesus is saying, if you want to follow him, if you want to find fulfillment, if you want to find your life, take up your cross and just follow him and walk with him and lose your life and lay it down and serve others and love people. And that, I mean, self-care is completely revolutionized in that. And Jesus took that time consistently to be alone and to make sure he was healthy. He took that time to rest. He took that time to do those things, but he also spent his whole life loving people, pouring out, and that's the fulfillment we're looking for as people. You're not going to find it getting your nails done every weekend. You're going to find it serving Jesus and loving people. And and that gets to, I mean, the great commandment, Yeah, right? Love Lord God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And, And people use that as Jesus trying to give us a third commandment that it's, well, you should love yourself. Therefore, then you'll be able to love your neighbor. And that's not what he's saying. Yeah. It's, you have such a biblical reality of who God sees you as. Like you, you already love yourself enough to understand your worth Mm-hmm. that you're able to then. Yeah. Whether you are holistically, you don't have to be holistically healthy to love people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's not what we're trying to say. The reality is when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself, he's bringing around this assumption that you view yourself the way that God sees you yeah. in light of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection mm-hmm. as perfect and holy, yeah. right? As image bearers, children mm-hmm. of God. Like that is so important and so big and so huge and that allows us, yes, to pursue, man, an unselfish life because yeah. uh, yeah. all of a sudden what I desire and want changes to what God has for me and has set up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw this question out there and you guys can shut me down because I didn't pre-ask terrible. it. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. I don't, I don't care about Ben's opinion. You know? I, I, my worth is in Christ. Amen. So what's one thing that culturally you've seen, it kind of will pull you for self-care or self-love and you see that temptation in yourself to be prone to that even though you maybe know that's not even the right answer for your what you're feeling or your problem is entertainment Ooh. yeah yeah mm-hmm. expound what do you mean I by mean, entertainment f- well watching football all day sa- uh sunday college football saturday college football thursday night or <laughs> professional football thursday night professional football monday and that's night your self-care yeah I, I've, I've allowed yeah. when i'm tired to binge yeah yeah no, I think that's – Jenna, what do you think? You got I mean, something I that... think mine would be more or less the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Nothing to expound on that. Not not that's knowing good. my personality. It goes back to the rest podcast we did last week. Yeah, but I was not thinking knowing... this, this lines up really well with yeah, that one. Not knowing myself well enough to realize that actually me being around people is, is more self-care for me in, in situations and seasons than isolating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something I feel like I can – I think in self-care, I can lean towards pride because yeah. I elevate self-esteem. Mm. So mm. I start to inflate my thoughts of who I am and what I'm yeah. capable of and and what I've done to earn that or deserve that. So then in all of that, when I'm like, okay, I'm feeling down 
or I'm feeling like uh, I just I'm not that valuable or I'm not loving myself well I'm not caring for myself I'll flip far end of the spectrum and I start mm-hmm. filling my own head with my own thoughts of how good I am and everything I've achieved and everything and it, it's just culture feeding me achievement yeah. identity but I can't I need to get back into God's word and find that that's good. So false humility then for me also oh, yeah. mm. with that. Mm-hmm. It's especially as a early immature follower of Jesus when I was 19 years old, still learning, like <laughs> relearning how to live life, especially and then learning how to be a disciple was that idea of, <clears throat> I thought humility was being okay with shaming and bringing like tox- toxic shame, hmm. having more hmm. focus on my sin and putting myself down in a way that was, I mean, ultimately incredibly unhelp- unhealthy. Yeah. And I think you're touching on a point here where there's probably a really good spot to end. But when it comes to self-care, self-worth, self-esteem, self-whatever, like in all of that, where does like guilt and shame and the brokenness that we've been through play into that? Uh, a couple of different things. I would argue that shame, uh, especially for past sin, if you if you struggle with past sin coming into your life, stuff that you know you've repented of. Now, that doesn't mean that you've conquered or seen complete victory, but past things in your life where you know that you have confessed and that all of a sudden is coming back and filling your mind and affecting you, that is from the enemy. And so that's something we need to capture and recognize as a lie that the devil is actually trying to put you down, is trying to allow you to be self, self-loathing and not care for yourself well. Um, where the opposite then is, what does it look like for us to love ourselves well enough to be patient with how the Holy Spirit is working? Because what we want to do is, so shame from the enemy, well, conviction from the Holy Spirit is something that I'm I'm in temptation and have failed in that I don't want to see change. And all of a sudden conviction comes like, all right, I actually need help in pursuing this. What we'll do to ourselves is say, I need immediate change then. Mm. And if I don't see immediate change, then that's where the enemy comes right back in with shame. Yeah, and so it's how do I how do loving self sometimes me, it, it means being patient with the Holy Spirit's work in our life, mm-hmm. knowing that He is working and knowing as you continue to pursue Jesus well, yes, the conviction is going to come because what's happening is all of a sudden your selfishness, our desires, my wants, what I think I need is starting to change, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so be patient with the Holy Spirit, pursue it well. Uh, best done in community, yeah. <laughs> best done with yeah. people around you helping you in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reality and. Especially when we, man, understanding that salvation's already happened. Like the way the Father sees you, relationship with God has been established through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. So as we're going through everything else in life, he's helping us learn to live, which is following Jesus' commands, which is pursuing what the Bible asks us to do. But we do those things because God is helping us learn to live a life that he ultimately desires for us to live. And sometimes that's really tough and really hard because it's going against maybe what I really, really want, even if I know it's wrong. Yeah. And so it's in that too. Loving yourself means you need to accept God's forgiveness. Yes. I mean, just so like, though, there's just little things like this. Like if we don't, I mean, I want to go through all these. If we don't love ourselves well, we don't forgive ourselves well. Therefore we, I think diminish the death of Jesus mm. and ultimately wow. even his resurrection. And so, again, does that mean there shouldn't be some aspect of change? Yes, but be patient with yourself as you pursue Jesus passionately and do it in community. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that key That's piece good. right there probably makes, not probably, it does make Christianity the best way to process all of this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the life, death, resurrection of Jesus, what he's done for you and how he's empowered you with his spirit lets you do all of these things better than anyone else in the whole world can. Yeah. You know? So you don't need, you don't need a self-help book. You yeah. have the Bible. 
We have it. <laughs> You've got the best self-help book ever that for 2,000 years has been the world's bestseller. You know, there'll be another bestseller coming out next month, but I mean, get in the word. Mm-hmm. See what God says about you and who he says you are. It's good. So yeah. we love you. Uh, peace yeah, out. Thanks for tuning it. in with us and we will yeah. catch you next week. Bye. Bye.